Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. In today's episode, we're going to talk about recession-proof strategies for HMO property investors. Now, look, I don't want to be known for scaremongering. That's not what I'm trying to do in today's episode. But I want to know that I'm prepared if we do go into recession. And let's be honest, things look a little bit dicey out there at the minute. The Bank of England and some very important figureheads have very publicly said they have no issues with sending the UK into a recession if it's the only way we can curb inflation. So today, I've got nine points that I want to tackle, I want to talk to you about, that I think will help you through a recession if that is ultimately what happens and where we find ourselves. So we've got a lot to cover today. I think this is an important episode, whether you're just getting started or whether you're a veteran in our industry. You don't want to miss this. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Okay, welcome back. So today we're going to talk about recession-proof strategies for HMO investors. Now, look, I don't want to be scaremongering. That is not what I'm here to do at all. I also don't have a crystal ball, but I think it's useful, certainly if we're practical about what's happening at the minute, to at least think about the possibility of a recession and what we might do if that was indeed to happen. That way we can plan, we can put contingencies in place and we can make informed decisions. You know, we've got to buy stuff, we've got to sell stuff, we've got to rent stuff, we've got to refinance stuff. And all of stuff is really, really important. And it has a massive bearing on our business. The last thing that I want and you want is for us to overlook anything and in three, six, nine, 12 months, it actually be a huge issue for us. So today I've got nine things that I want to talk to you about. I think whether or not we end up in a recession, this will be useful. It'll be very, very sensible to at least pay attention to. So we've got a lot to cover. Let's get stuck into it. The first thing I want to talk to you about today is understanding the impact of a recession and I guess the risks of lack of preparation, just how at risk you are if you don't think about this. I think it's so, so important. Now, look, 
Back in 2008, property prices dropped by about 20-ish percent on average. That is significant. It's massive. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not at all suggesting that that is about to happen, but it did happen in 2008, right? And you can imagine that has pretty catastrophic consequences, doesn't it? The risks associated of not preparing for a recession are just really, really big for us as investors because we're putting huge amounts of capital at risk. If we can't repay the bank or if we can't repay an investor when it comes to refinancing, we've got a really, really, really big problem. And a problem that there isn't really much of an alternative to. A report from UK Finance said that mortgage possessions, so repossessions in the UK increased by 15% back in 2009. So after the crash, repossessions rocketed by 15% simply because people just couldn't keep up with their debt. They could not make the repayments. That is massive. And that really is, I suppose, to summarise the kind of the big risk of recession, that is what it is. If we get caught short, if we get caught out, if we're expecting a value of X and it comes back at Y because the market crashes and because there's a big discrepancy in values and what we owe, we have a big, big problem. So we need to think about it. We really have to start understanding the impact of recession. We've been and have come so accustomed to Interest rates in the kind of the ones and twos and threes and four percents. Obviously, that is changing very, very quickly. Don't be fooled into thinking other things couldn't change and couldn't change quickly as well. Let's at least consider the possibility. Number two, then, the risks of undercapitalization and I guess the importance of having reserve funds in your business. Property investors, and I am guilty of this as much as anybody else, we are accustomed to getting a load of cash in the bank, spending it as quickly as possible, and then having no cash whatsoever for ages. That is pretty much what we do, isn't it? I've got screenshots of my bank with like nine pence negative this, and and that is just the life of a property investor. We're very good at maximizing everything we have, but most of us are quite happy with of taking it that close to the bone. Now, not for long. There should always be a plan. Projects last for a certain period of time and then we get the money back in. But that is what we do. Well, if the market was to crash, if a recession looks increasingly likely, we have to take this idea increasingly more serious. We cannot operate with nothing in the bank. If we're running and operating a business, if we've got tenants and we've got expenses, you know, operational sort of expenditure, we have to make sure that if something happened, let's say if that thing happened was voids or non-paying tenants, your costs sort of jumping up again. If all of this stuff or any of this stuff happened and it left you in a position where you could not pay your bills, you have a big problem. This is a cash flow problem. You're undercapitalized. You don't have cash reserves. That is how businesses fail. Yes, we've talked about, first of all, the big, big, big one, which is like if you come up short on evaluation, you can't pay the bank or your investors back. It's very difficult to wriggle out of that one. Well, the other one is if you simply do not have the cash flow in your business to pay your bills, maybe even one of those is your mortgage repayments, we have a big problem. So let's make sure that we start to put something in place. And look, I think as a matter of course, it's a very good idea to have at least three months cash that you could burn through if you needed to at any point. I actually like to have far more than that. And looking ahead, I actually like to have up to kind of 12 months-ish cash in the bank. I'm not saying that I will always have that amount in. It will wax and wane a little bit, but I certainly want to have more than three months cash flow in the business. If everything stopped, halted, if there was an issue, whatever, 
There's a real cash crunch. I want to make sure that I can ride it out. It's a good idea. No matter what size your business is or exactly what you are doing, you should be thinking about doing just that. So make sure you're not undercapitalized. Make sure you do have reserve funds in your business. Number three, then, there's a real risk of not managing your business well enough and not diversifying. I think right now there is a real consideration and possibility that if things turned upside down, the people who would probably struggle the most are a lot of our tenants, young people who are employed graduates in their first, second, third year of employment on sort of their starting salaries, if you like. These people tend to be the first to get kicked out. These are the people who unfortunately will lose their job before anybody else. If they lose their job and they're living in our property, what do you think is going to happen? If they can't pay our bills, they're going to have to move out, find other accommodation, maybe move back with mum or dad or a friend or, or change something. That is a risk to our business. If a recession was likely or was looking increasingly likely, that possibility as a direct consequence of a recession is pretty much the consequence of it. That is one of the, it's not the only one, but it's one of the big ones for us. So not thinking about how you could diversify is a real mistake. If you at all think that this is a possibility, a recession is likely. And depending on the size or depth of a recession, it would be wise to start thinking about this. Now, I am diversified into service accommodation, student accommodation, professional housing, and have my other businesses that are unrelated. That for me is diversification. I invest in different areas. I have different types of properties and different sizes of properties. All of this stuff is and equates to diversification. Now, I'm not saying you can do this overnight. And diversification too early is a problem. It's important to focus. But it might be sensible to make sure you don't have all of your eggs in one basket. Let me give you an example. Perhaps you've already got two eight-bed HMOs in a particular area, maybe a small town, and they run really well. Is it the best decision, the smartest move right now to get an other eight-bed, similar location, similar spec, in the, doing it all in the same way, targeting the same type of tenant? Or could you look at maybe doing a five bed and letting it to students, but in the same location? Or could you do an eight bed, but in a slightly different area? You know, there are ways of diversifying and I, you know, I'm not trying to tell you exactly what to do, but I simply want to highlight the importance of some diversification. You know, you've got to think about the risk if you don't manage this. If something happened and you cannot find an alternative, what are you going to do? I do worry a little bit about service accommodation. In a recession, things that tend to get kicked quite quickly are gym memberships, beauty treatments, those things that we don't necessarily need. And of course, holidays is one of those. You know, holidays, sort of holidaying within the UK, these are the sorts of things that are going to be really and quite heavily impacted. And actually, I already think we are seeing this in our service accommodation business. Our occupancy rates are down on this time last year. And I think that this is probably a part of the reason. People are already cutting back. So look, I'm just saying, I'm just suggesting that you have a thing about how well diversified you are or perhaps are not. Okay. Number four then, tenant retention strategies. If we were to go into a recession, your tenant retention plan has never been more important. It is going to be imperative that you are doing whatever you can to keep your tenant. You've got to make sure you don't end up with voids. You know, there was a survey done by the NLA back in 2008. And I think the result of that report basically said that tenant retention was pretty much the key 
for landlords. It kept them in business. Landlords who couldn't hold on to their tenants in 2008, they were the ones that really, really struggled. Of course, they couldn't then pay their bills. So yes, we've talked about being aware of the fact that if a recession happened, X, Y, and Z could result in people not paying or people not paying as much, whatever. But there are proactive measures that you should be taking and improving things like your tenant retention strategy as a countermeasure is really, really important. The good news is this stuff is actually really, really simple to do. It's very easy. Um, Don't give anybody a reason to leave. If somebody can't afford it, they can't afford it. But if you're not convincing them to stay or doing the very best you can, to convince anybody to stay in your house, maybe providing a good management service, responding to maintenance quickly and communicating well, providing a good sort of sticky environment where it's quite cohesive and tenants get on because you vet them well, etc. All of this stuff, this is tenant retention and you have to pay attention to it. It's no good thinking about this after a recession might happen. And as tenants have already started to leave, we want to be really proactive. Don't give anybody any reason whatsoever to leave. Okay, number five then, cash flow management and cost reduction. So it's super, super, super important to keep on top of your cash flow and be in a cash positive position. We already talked about the risk of undercapitalization and not having reserve funds. But as part of managing that, you need to make sure that you are managing and projecting out your cash flow. Where are you actually going to be at any point in time? I did a couple of podcasts ago. One of our episodes was on financial management. If you haven't listened to that yet, go and listen to it. It is so important. It's imperative. It's imperative full stop. But if a recession was likely and coming, it has never been more important. As a business owner, you have to make sure you know exactly where you're at. You need to know what all of your costs are. There can't be anything or you have to mitigate the chances of anything coming from the left field and taking you out. That's really, really important. And this is how businesses go under. So make sure that it doesn't happen to you. Okay. Cash flow management, sort of do what you can to reduce costs as part of that exercise as well. Where can you renegotiate some of your subscription costs? Where can you cut out some of the costs? What are you not using that you're paying for? Get rid of it. Scrap it. Okay. It's really, really important. Do it before you need to do it. Okay. Number six then, opportunities in the recession. It sounds ruthless to even kind of mention the word opportunities alongside recession, but look, I'm in business, you're in business. And the reality is recessions, as well as creating all these potential problems, create opportunities because people have to dispose of assets. Things happen, things change. You want to make sure that as well as making sure that your business is just fine and can ride out recession, that you are positioned to take advantage of a recession. Okay. This means you need to be well-funded. You know, do you have backing? Do you have the bank behind you? Do you have good credit? Do you have private investors that you're already talking to? Are you nurturing those relationships now? It'll be a little bit too late if it happens and there's a bit of a fire sale and stuff and you don't have the money for it. That's a problem. Start the work now. Make sure you're having those conversations, you're nurturing those relationships and you're building up all of those resources in your arsenal so that if this does happen, and look, let's be honest, whether or not a recession happens this year, next year, whatever, at some point there will be a recession. That is just a fact. So we need to be prepared for recessions and we need to understand what those opportunities are and just make sure that we've got the resources in place to take advantage of it. If we don't, I can guarantee you somebody else will. Okay, the seventh piece of advice that I want to share today is the importance of staying informed and remaining adaptable. 
Things are going to happen. Things are going to change. We need to make sure that we are able to move quickly with it. Okay. We've got to be prepared to do that. This means having systems and processes, but also being flexible, staying informed. Look, keep up to date with what's actually happening. Not the news, not the headlines, but what's actually happening. Look at the data. Keep an eye on sold data, asking price data, the percentage of properties being reduced in value. What's happening to occupancies? What's happening to information and data on spare room. Are people still looking for rooms? Are as many people looking for rooms? Is there more competition? Are prices coming down? Stay informed. It's really important that you're keeping an eye on this data and staying ahead of the curve. You could be ahead of everybody else making these changes before everybody else. That could be the difference of staying in business or going out of business. It could be the difference of staying in business and completely sort of taking advantage of whatever these opportunities as a result of a recession might be. So it's really, really, really important. And look, there's other stuff. There's legislative stuff coming in. There's local policy changes with licensing, blah, blah, blah. Don't waste any time on any of this stuff. The last thing you want to be doing if we go into a recession, we end up there, is having to fix other problems in your business. So look, keep on top of everything, stay informed and remain adaptable. Okay, number eight then. It's important to prepare for recovery. We don't even know whether or not this is going to happen, but we need to make sure that if it does happen, we're also prepared to recover from it. It's different to taking advantage of opportunities. Look, what happened post 2008, 2009? You know, property prices bounced back, didn't they? By about 2014, I think the average property value was back at sort of 0809 level. So, yes, it took a few years, but it's important to have that understanding of how the economy works, what happens in the wake of a recession. Now, we should all be planning our businesses out five, 10, 15 years ahead. We know that property is a long game. So, it's imperative that we as investors are thinking about this stuff. And when it comes to the HMO market, that also means we need to be thinking about what will change there. What does the HMO market look like in the wake? of a recession. There's probably a whole episode in that in itself, but I just want you to start thinking about it now. Okay, the final piece of advice that I want to share with you today, number nine, is don't panic. Be logical. Stay calm. It's so important in business that you make informed decisions. That is why we're having this discussion now. We're not doing it, you know, last minute. You know, we're not going to be surprised if this happens. We're prepared for it. Keep a cool head. It's really important not to get too emotional about things. Look, it might be difficult for a period of time. We're already feeling some of the strains of a struggling economy. Yeah, these interest rates, they're really crippling us, aren't they? The costs of running our businesses, you know, maintenance and labour and materials, utilities, it has been very, very difficult. The one saving grace at the minute has been that it's been very, very easy to let our rooms, to fill our rooms and to push rents up. But that may not last. It's not likely to last forever. So just be aware. But whatever you do, don't panic. Stay logical. Keep a cool head. (laughs) Remain calm. And look, the good thing is that there are a lot of people out there that can help and support and guide you. We have got a fantastic community. The HMO community is amazing. So we're nearly 8,000 people strong now, and we're all going to go through this together if it happens. We can discuss things together. We can share ideas. We can support each other. We can cry on each other's shoulders. This is what a community is there for. But remember, you're not there and having to do this on your own. I get and I understand that your friends and family might not get it. They might not be in business. This may not affect them in the same way that it may affect you. But there are people out there 
that will know exactly how you're feeling and understand exactly what you're going through. So make sure that you are surrounding yourself by the right people. Make sure you're taking part and involving yourself in the community. Listen to people's ideas. Listen to people's thoughts. See what other people are doing in case this does happen. So there we are, nine recession-proof strategies for HMO investors. Let's recap. The first thing that we talked about today was understanding the impact that a recession can actually have on your business and really understanding what the lack of preparation could mean for you. That is so easy to avoid. So make sure you do go away and do some work and really kind of get to grips of what it could mean if we ended up in a recession. Number two, the risks of undercapitalization and the importance of having reserve funds in your business. Number three, the risks of management and diversification. Are you diversified enough? You know, how at risk are you if something was to happen, if something really came and shook our economy? Number four, think about your tenant retention strategies. This isn't something you can do overnight. You need to have this in place well before there might be an issue with tenant retention, but it's so important. Number five, cash flow management and cost reduction. Do you really understand what's going on in your business, where you're going to be at any point in time, and what can you do to reduce your operational expenditure, including your fixed and variable overheads? Number six, think about and prepare for the opportunities that a recession could present. Number seven, stay informed and stay adaptable. Number eight, prepare for the recovery. And finally, number nine, don't panic. Whatever you do, keep a cool head, stay logical about whatever it is that's going on and that you have to do in your business. That's it for today's episode, guys. I hope you find that a useful episode. Look, I hope that we can sort of dodge the worst of what a recession could look like, but I am a realist. I can't see an alternative way out of this inflationary issue that we've got. One way or another, you know, I think there's got to be some pain to get over this. And I think that this looks like a likely outcome. Full caveat, I'm certainly not an economist, so my understanding of these sorts of things is very, very limited. But you know what? I think that that makes it even more important to make sure that we are prepared, or at least considering the idea that this might happen. Now, there's a lot to think about in today's episode. The good news is you don't need to think about it all at once. This isn't something that looks imminent. This isn't necessarily something that's going to happen. But don't take your eye off the ball. Don't forget to do the basics very well. If you're building HMO business, if you want to start scale or systemize that up, make sure you're in the hmoroadmap.co.uk. You'll find everything you possibly need there to build your property business. You'll find all of our community case studies. You'll find the deal stacker. You'll find all of my downloadable resources. You'll find dozens of expert masterclasses and so much more. I think we've got sort of close to 100 videos now that'll help you in many ways build your HMO property business. And not just that, but do it in the right way. And of course, guys, don't forget to come on over to the HMO community. If you haven't already joined, that is where we all hang out and we talk about building property businesses. It's where we help each other, we guide each other, we provide support. It's where we censor check stuff. It's where we kind of show off the great things that we're doing. It's just a fantastic place to be. If you're investing in HMOs and you haven't already joined, come and check it out. It's free, so it's an absolute no-brainer. And guys, if you have enjoyed today's episode, or if any way you found it valuable or think you might find it valuable in the future, please, please, please take 30 seconds to leave a really quick review. We've been charting recently, and it helps so much just spreading the message and knowing that you guys are listening and that you appreciate it. It means so much to us, and it encourages 
more people to listen and it helps us continue to bring great guests onto the show. So if you have got a few minutes or even 30 seconds to spare, please head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to leave a review. Thank you so much. That's it, guys. Don't forget that I'll be right back here in the very same place next week. So please join me then for another installment of the HMO Podcast. (laughs) 